Welcome to She's in Control with your host Sally. She's in Control is a podcast that brings to light inspiring stories of Arab women. Every Sunday, we invite you to join us as we delve into the life of impactful Arab women who has made significant contributions in various fields. Today, I'm so excited to introduce the third interview with a special guest, my sister Sarah. When I was thinking about the inspiring people around me, I naturally thought about her. She had major turning points in her life, a weight loss of more than 30 kilos during her teenage years. She was always the first in the family to take on new challenges, such as living abroad, traveling on her own, working on herself and her personal development. She was clearly a source of inspiration for me and someone who pushed me to work on myself and surpass myself. I'm very happy to welcome her to the podcast today and to have like a sister-to-sister conversation. Hi, Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) To start, Sarah, could you introduce yourself to the audience? Hi, my name is Sarah. I'm 29 years old. I am French-Egyptian. I grew up between uh, these two countries. And as my therapist says, I have actually a third uh, identity, which is this mix of two different cultures. I work in tech. As I mentioned during the intro, the first topic I wanted to address with you is your weight loss journey. I have actually lived with you and I have seen this journey. So could you describe to us how was it? So how did it start? How long did it take? So so yes, it has been actually a long, long journey. And I don't think that the journey is over yet, but um, I'm happy to share my, my story. One of the biggest challenges actually I've, I have faced. So my relationship with my body started like from 10 years old. At the time, you know, when you, you start growing up. At this age, I started gaining a lot of weight. I started like feeling not accepted by the people around me, uh, especially as I said, I have uh, two different, like I'm coming from two different cultures and one of uh, the culture is the Egyptian one. And in this culture, um, there's a lot of stress uh, regarding the physical image. Uh, You you get a lot of uh, comments about uh, the way you look, the way your body is, the way you talk, the way you walk everything you do is always like somehow uh judged and observed i would say mm-hmm. so you mentioned that uh, that journey uh, started let's say from 10 years old and you felt that pressure from family and uh, society did you face any comments or social pressure regarding your weight and how you looked uh, during that period yes definitely this pressure actually was not only, you know, a family pressure or culture pressure, but also at school. And I would say it was not only in Egypt, but also in France that I faced this pressure because I always had this feeling that I was not accepted by the people around or somehow excluded also because I was not looking like my teammates or like the other children because I was really overweighted uh, at this time. Typically, for example, something that I remember very well and had really a big impact on my teenage time and self-confidence, it was mainly during, you know, those uh, sports classes at school where people like you, you had, you know, you, you were, we were doing, I remember volleyball and there was two uh, team leaders that actually choosing the people joining their teams and like, was constantly the the last one 
chosen. Maybe people uh, had some assumptions regarding overweighted people. Like uh, Yes, definitely. There was this pressure coming from the family, from my parents, and also from school. How did you feel during that period? I always felt actually that I was uh, excluded somehow from the circle around me. I was not accepted for the person who I was. People didn't really like me. That was really the idea. So this is a story that you were telling yourself. Exactly, yes. And it's still having impact on me right now. Like I'm still working on that feelings, um, on those beliefs, actually. And uh, how your journey has started and the weight loss? So do you remember like a specific time or a specific uh, event was a push for you to start this journey? I don't remember, I think, a specific event because I have the feeling that it has really been the center, sorry, of my life when I was a child or teenager. I just remember that one day I decided that I need to lose this weight because I was so fed up with all the comments that I was getting from my dad specifically or from the family, the extended family. Um, So I asked my mom to bring me to a dietitian. And uh, I think the journey started here when uh, I asked to take a real action because I couldn't take this action by myself. I was a teenager at this time, so I needed an external help. Uh, so I remember that we went to this uh, dietitian and he started giving me those uh, weekly meal plans and I started applying them. And then I started losing weight. But at a certain point, this weight loss has stopped and I couldn't really losing weight and I was starting getting more frustration because I was applying what uh, this dietitian was giving to me as uh, meal plans but I couldn't see really the the results after certain points. Mm. Yes I remember because we only have like one year difference so I remember you really want to stress on this (laughs) one year difference okay. No I remember. Actually it's one year and a half but that's fine. So I don't feel like you are my older sister. We are so, so close and we like we literally had, uh, I think, the same journey. Like we lived between two countries. We had like the same center of interest. We are really similar when it comes to a lot of topics. And I also had been uh, just beside you during that journey. I remember you just went to a lot of uh, dietitians, you tried a lot of uh, uh, meals program, and that had like an impact on the family level. Because mm. I remember uh, we started also to like follow kind of like the same meal diet as, as you, starting to change how we, how we ate. Uh. Yeah, I think the turning point uh, that really also like helped me to lose this weight was when actually the whole family started helping me on this uh, journey, like uh, the groceries that my the, the parents were buying, the, the way of cooking of mom. I felt that like once I have decided to start the journey, I felt that the whole family also has shifted uh, their, you know, their... Um, like the, the, the habits we had before. Yeah, exactly. The habits and, um, and the cooking way and everything. Yeah, I remember. Like, I remember when we were in Egypt, we used to eat uh, very famous uh, Egyptian dishes uh, like mahshi, macarona, bechamel. This was like one of the best <laughs> like uh, Egyptian dishes we, we ate. But I remember also a switch. Like, we, we started to eat like more salads, more vegetables. 
And definitely, I think the, the family had like an impact. They were motivated as well to follow like the same uh, diet as you. Yeah, this is definitely something that I'm uh, conscious about. Like we have always been part of each other's journey. My lose weight, uh, self-development, all of the things. I feel that we have always been like a source of inspiration for each other. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful, uh, sister. Yeah, I know. <laughs> So you mentioned that changing the, the, the eating habits was uh, was key at the beginning. What about sports? So I remember uh, you always hated sport. Literally every time I was telling you, okay, come, uh, let's go to to do like a running session or like, uh, I don't know, any kind of support. You were reluctant. You don't really like it. And when I see now uh, that sport really plays a major part in your uh, Uh, daily routine. This is something that I really admire about you. What was the relationship that you had with sport and how did you uh, shift this uh, mentality? I have always actually hated the word sport, exercising. Making an effort, like physical effort, was not something that I really liked at all. I always felt that it was somehow mandatory for me to do sport in order to lose weight. It was always related to the same, like physical judgment. It was not like a thing that I was doing for pleasure. I was doing this because I, I needed to do it uh, in order to lose my weight. But four years ago, I think my mind has shifted and it was specifically during actually COVID time and after I have started my therapy, I felt that I need to reconcile my relationship with my body not only on the way of eating, but also regarding the sport part. So I was actually ready to give to my body another chance to enjoy what means sports. So for me, sports is not just about running. It's not just about like cycling. I understood that sport is not only about the physical conditions, but it's more for my mental health and my mental mind. I asked for help and I took like a personal coach who helped me actually to enjoy exercising and doing like the right exercises to see the difference actually and the changes on my body. That was actually the turning point when I asked for help from outside and when I did the right exercises that I like to do. So yeah. Yeah, I think uh, what you are saying about sport is really, really interesting because sometimes uh, we feel like we need to follow like a specific program or We just hear in social media about like a successful program and we start to flow. But we really need to understand that we need to find something that fits with us. You, for example, you like going and running. I hate running. And I have tried run, running many times, but I couldn't like this. I don't like the, the sensation. I don't like this exercise. On the other hand, I like, for example, weightlifting. And it's not something that you like. But mm. I find myself in weightlifting because I see automatically actually the results of my body. So the point here is that we are all different and we don't need actually to follow just like a certain program or certain conditions that the society is giving to you in order to achieve your, your goals. We have so many different ways to achieve the goal that we have because we are all just different. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think it's a, it's a process and it's a journey. You need to try to test several things and to see like what is the best part that fits you. And that's a good point here because uh, also something that I have learned during this journey and this process, and I'm still learning, of course, because 
it's still just the beginning of this journey, is that we always look at the results and we don't enjoy the process or we are not really conscious about the process. But once we actually shift our mind and just start enjoying the process until we achieve the results, I feel it's more powerful and we learn much, much more actually comparing if we were just like focusing on the on the results. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Actually, I uh, read a book called uh, Atomic Habits, and it's really like explaining that, of course, uh, what you are doing, like your habits, uh, say a lot about the identity you want to have. And that is like the most interesting thing is to focus, as you said, at the process. Because during the process, you start to build like a new habits, uh, you start to feel uh, better. Uh, you start to to shape a new identity for you. Whereas when you just focus on the results, sometimes you might be frustrated because you, you want the results now. You want to see like your effort worth it. Something that I want to emphasize regarding your weight loss journey is the journey itself. You mentioned that you started to doing some diets, etc. From the age of 10, you uh, tried uh, several diets programs. How did you find like the right program for you? How was it regarding your lose weight? So did you have like a target in your mind uh, regarding uh, a number you wanted to achieve? So the journey actually, as I said, started with going to different dietitians, like following different like meal plans and just doing, you know, running. After trying every one of those actually died, I, I was starting getting very frustrated and just bored actually from from those programs. I just remember at a, cert- a certain time at the age of 14, 15, I think, I was just so fed up with this diet because I was just losing and gaining, losing and gaining. I was never reaching actually the the goals that I was imagining in my in my mind at this time. At this time, I just stopped going to any decisions. I started doing my own diet that was not a right diet at all and not healthy at all because it was actually just eating once per day and veggies and protein. And I lost a lot of a lot of weight at this time. I somehow reached actually even more than the goals that I had, but I was not healthy at all at this time. When I say not healthy, it was I was so much frustrated I was so much um deprived exactly depriving myself from eating Um, yeah I remember so you didn't eat any like rice pasta yeah no sweets nothing I was just feeling all the time that I was you know in a prison somehow this was regarding like your um, diet program exactly what about your mindset at that time do you feel like when you started that journey you started uh, with the right mindset or did you shift your mindset during this journey? The mindset that I had until four years ago was like, I need to lose this weight because I need to feel accepted by the people around me. I need to to correspond actually to some society measures and standards. standards. And if I lose the weight, people will accept me. So that was my mindset at this time. So I was not really thinking about myself, about like my relationship with my body, about like the image that I have regarding my body, what was makes me feel happy. And this um, mindset shift happened actually four years ago only when I started to educate myself, when I started listening to different podcasts, following certain people, uh, certain ideas, reading books. And starting like shifting this mindset and this this idea that 
I need to focus on myself, on my own image. I need to reconcile my relationship with my body. I needed to take care of this body and I needed to love this body, whatever it is. This automatically shifted completely my mindset. Like I, I started eating healthy because I wanted to feel, for example, more energetic. I started doing sports because when I was doing, for example, certain exercises or yoga, for example, or breathing, I was feeling so good. I was feeling recharged. So I shifted this mindset from like that I have to do this to I want to do this actually because it's having good impact on me as a Sarah. Mm. And do you think that shift in the mindset helps you uh, to be consistent and disciplined? Exactly. Or yes. you were like disciplined by nature? I think I have always been very disciplined because if I was not a disciplined person, I would have never be able to continue the previous actually diets or being able to get certain kind of jobs or certain kind of grades during my studies. I, I think I'm a very disciplined person, but I was not really focusing more on the resilience capabilities that I had. Yeah, you mentioned that it was like a back and forth process. So it took years for you to reconcile with, with your image and that it happened like uh, four years ago. So once you reconciled with your image, did you want to continue to work on yourself? Or you were like, okay, I'm fine. I'm happy now uh, with the results, with my body. I'm okay with it. So let's uh, continue this life like this. Or you, you wanted to improve and to work on yourself i just want to explain it but maybe i was not clear i reconcile my relationship with my body but it doesn't mean that it's now with the job is done like I'm, i still have a lot to work on also because um you know i have been living with certain ideas and certain beliefs for like i mean 25 years old you know um so i still have certain beliefs that i i know that they are not a good beliefs for me you know and and where the these beliefs like uh, coming from yeah yeah because of the society because what the parents has said the aunties has said the other children ha has said so it's um certain words that has always been repeated to me and i believed them mm. the, the job that I'm doing right now, okay, I reconcile uh, my relationship with my body right now. I accept it more. I accept the person who I am right now. But there's still other stuff that I still need to work on that I'm currently working with my coach, for example, or with my therapist and with myself. I'm always keen actually to learn about myself. I'm reading a lot of books, listening to a lot of podcasts. I think it's very, very important that everyone educate him or herself about like different topics yeah I, i agree with you i think that uh, we don't really realize when we are in our adulthood that many things influenced us during childhood period yeah what i really believe is the experience you had during your childhood shape your personality and shape how you see things how you develop this point of view uh, regarding who you are what kind of person uh, you want to become, and also the stories that you tell yourself. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's not true. Sometimes it's just coming from what other people think. Definitely, yeah. To summarize, from my understanding, what really helped you during this weight loss journey was uh, so the support you get from um, the family, change in your mindset, and uh, the fact 
that you were like consistent? Are you still consistent and you still apply these new habits uh, in your life, right? Yeah. The second topic I wanted to address with you is when you decided to take a new work opportunity and you, so you went to Dublin mm -hmm. to work there, you stayed there for three years. My question for you is, why did you take that decision to, to move abroad and to start like a new like work chapter? Mm -hmm. What were like the main challenges for you when you just moved to a new country? I remember th this was like you were the first person mm -hmm. in the family just to travel abroad and to, to leave like the family uh, house. So when this opportunity of uh, moving abroad after just I, I have been graduated from my, my master degree came out, I I was really hesitating about accepting. I was very afraid actually to just like moving, but I was at the same time like super excited because I knew that it would be like a new chapter in my life. I have always been living in the family house, surrounded by uh, two sisters and one brother. We always had like, you know, a lot of sounds around. There was a lot of uh, uh, busy time at home all the time. And when I accepted this offer, I, I left to, to Dublin at this time. I was so scared, I think, uh, deep inside because I didn't know actually what was really waiting for me there. Also because, um, you know, we are coming from a very uh, protective family. Uh, my parents are very, very protective. I was so scared about like, okay, I needed to find like an apartment. I needed to make a new friends. I needed to adapt myself to a new city all this administrative stuff, working alone in a new, completely, you know, experience. I was just graduated at this time. I was so, so afraid at this time. But again, I was super excited. I had always this inner feeling that it would be like the beginning of a new chapter in my mm -hmm. life. And that was really true. Like it opened a lot of doors that were closed in my personality. It pushed me and in a, in a many different way to get out of my comfort zone and it helped me also to to realize uh, some areas where I needed to work on myself too. Mm. Yeah I remember that time I was uh, in the university and I was like preparing my I think my bachelor degree or master degree I, I don't remember but I remember that you decided to go and I was like wow Sarah you're leaving And you're going and we don't know like when are you coming back. So for me, it was weird. And um... especially together because as uh, we are so close, so, so close that it was the first time that one of us would leave without like a timeline because you already left for, you know, your Erasmus uh, exchange in Canada, but we knew that you would be come back in six months. And you came uh, with me the first month. Exactly. <laughs> so, so this time we knew that there was a, a timeline and you would be back. But when I left uh, this time, it was like, we, we didn't know when I would be back. Like, I think it was uh, difficult for both of us specifically because we were very, very, very close. So I don't know. I feel like uh, during these three years, I don't remember that we had like that connection during distance. Yeah. So like, I don't remember that we used to like call uh, each other like every day. I feel like th there was like a distance between us. Yeah. And I really saw like the difference when you came back. I felt like you... 
we change uh, regarding a lot of aspects we, we're gonna address it but before addressing like the changes and how you you have learned uh, I wanted to address the challenges there so being in Dublin yeah alone for the first time what were like the main challenges uh, that you faced I think the main challenge that I faced uh, was like this unlimited freedom uh, as I said like We are coming from a very protective family. We have always been like, you know, in this in this cocooning with the family. And the fact that I was there alone with unlimited freedom, uh, no rules, no one, you know, to, to cares about, only myself. It was somehow challenging for me. And I don't know, it was like not easy to manage. And also like I realized at this time that I was, somehow not living my life or the this university life. I remember, for example, before going there, I was always like focusing on my studies, on my work, on my family, on my friends, not going on those big parties, enjoying life and stuff like this. And when I, I was there, actually, when I, when I moved to Dublin and I started meeting people from different cultures, uh, from different nationalities that were actually my age, I just realized that I didn't have actually the same experience as them. And once again, uh, I realized that I was different, actually. At some point, I also had the feeling again that I was not like the other people around me. I think you had maybe two major shifts in your life. Mm -hmm. So we have one in common because the first one, it was when we moved from Egypt to France. This was also a huge shift for us. As I mentioned during previous episodes, it was like a back and forth. So we were born in France, then we went back to Egypt during school time, during high school. We came back in France, like we stayed for, for university, we came back in France and we stayed, uh, we stayed there. So there had a lot of adaptation to do between the both countries. Mm -hmm. And there they, they were like a lot of differences when it comes to your friend circle, how to adapt to a new culture, how to integrate coming from another country. So for you, it was two major turning points or two major change. The first one from Egypt to France and the second one from France to Dublin. But the difference, it was when we came in France, it was with all our family. Mm -mm. So we had this protective Uh, surroundings, protective uh, family. And uh, I remember our parents uh, used to tell us to uh, pay attention to the people we are talking with, uh, to the, the, the places where we, we are going, etc. They were afraid that we kind of have like a bad influence and just meeting that, the wrong people. Yeah. So I understand when you say when you moved to Ireland, it was like a limited freedom. How did you limit yourself? Like, did you um, try to stick to some values, try to stick to some uh, learnings that you developed during your childhood and uh, during your teenage years? At the beginning, I was so much on the same, I don't know how to explain it, but I was as if I was leaving in Paris. I was applying the same things, you know, like, for example, When I was in living with my parents, there were some rules about uh, coming back home at certain time, uh, eating at certain time. So when I was at the beginning in Dublin, I was applying systematically actually the same rules. And then I realized like, okay, those rules, I was not really okay with them. It was stopping me from discovering new things. And then I started to be more conscious and started more to, to, to break these rules in order to discover new things. 
But the good things, I think something that I'm good about is that I sense people. It's automatically happens to me that I go to the right people that corresponds to who I am. So I made like different friendship with, with people. I discovered people. And automatically I was attracted to people that were somehow close to my values. And this person helped me a lot to change different things and discovering uh, different things. What are like the main things you discovered about yourself or maybe about life? Well, I learned a lot about myself and the spirit. And I, st I think learning about yourself, it's, it's an exercise that we always keep doing actually over the time. But the main thing is that I discovered that a lot of things that was stitched to me by my parents, it was their own beliefs and it corresponds to a certain education that they had and uh, a certain influence that they had in their life. But they were not actually corresponding to my own belief, my own education, my word right now. And here I struggled a lot because I was, you know, between two ideas about like continue uh, with those beliefs and continue with those ideas that were not corresponding to the world where I was. And I, I was not feeling comfortable with those mm. beliefs. So I needed to work on those beliefs to understand what were my beliefs. You had to like make the difference between the beliefs of our family and our parents versus your own beliefs or your own point of view. Yes, exactly. And could you give like an example of uh, a belief that uh, our parents uh, transmit to us and something that you realized that it was not uh, true for you or that you didn't agree with? Yeah, I think, for example, again, as my parents were very protective, they were always like afraid that we travel alone, discovering the world alone. The, that, for example, we needed to be with, with you, Sally, to travel somewhere. Or, or with our brother. Or the brother. Mm -hmm. or. Uh, but then I started traveling by myself and I discovered how powerful this was for me as a person and nourishing for, for my mind and for my soul. So in your case, it was shifting your mindset and saying, okay, I need to be precautious, to pay attention, uh, not preventing you from experiencing those traveling alone. I really would like to travel alone. I've never done it. I feel like uh, it's something that scares me. Why? I would say that maybe if you asked me that question a few, few years ago, I would say uh, I don't feel comfortable regarding the image of uh, the society of the people around, you know? What do you mean? Like, for example, just a, a silly example, but when you are in a restaurant and you, uh. you see like someone uh, having a dinner alone, you're like, oh, that's uh, sad for him, etc. So I really hate this pathetic uh, image that people tend to have when they see someone alone. I remember the first time I traveled alone, it was in Lisbon, 2018, and I went there for a weekend. I Typically, the, the, the example you've just said now, it's what happened to me. I went to a restaurant for a dinner, and I was feeling so ashamed to be alone at a table, eating alone, having dinner by myself. And I was just like feeling that I was doing something wrong. I was so ashamed and that everyone was looking at me. At the same time, actually, when I think about it now, I'm like, no one was looking at me. Everyone was just doing it, their life and I was not doing anything wrong. I was just having, enjoying my time by myself. 
But is this society images that we have and those beliefs that we have are just, you know, like putting those fears and, and those negative emotions uh, regarding a situation where you should not feel that way, actually? Mm. Yeah, and that's why I think I've never like tried it to travel alone. But this is something definitely I want to, to try. And I feel like now I don't give like much attention to what people would say. Mm. I would say that uh, at this point, I want to try it and I want to travel by my own because this in this way, I will also like discover myself and also prove to myself that I can do something that make me happy, not caring too much about what other people would say. And I think this is something also really related to the Arab culture. Mm-hmm. Because coming from the Arab culture, and I know like like our parents pay a lot of attention regarding what our extended family would say. I think we are less uh, impacted by what other people would say now mm-hmm. comparing to our parents. But it's still like a journey and it, it needs courage. It needs to working on your fear to just listen to yourself and listen to what you like and what makes you happy. I think we, we are uh, almost at the end of uh, the episodes and each episode I like to ask my guests to share a message, share a learning on it or an advice to the audience. Sister, <laughs> what would be your your message or your learnings or do you, do you want to share something specific before ending the, the episode? I think if there is one message that I would like to share uh, regarding my learnings, I would say that, and I know it's hard because I'm still working on it, but if we really enjoy the process on each goals or on each objective that we want to achieve, rather than just looking for the results, I think we would learn much more actually than just focusing on, on, on the results. So my message is to be patient and Really leave the process, enjoy the process until you achieve the, the goal that you want to achieve. Yeah, I think this is a great way to finish uh, the episodes. Enjoy the process. And this is something also um, I'm trying to, to apply, whether it's related to sport, eating, um, even my job. As I mentioned, we are working in sales. And of course, uh, there are a lot of um, numbers, a lot of uh, metrics uh, we need to, to achieve. But what I'm trying to do on my side is to, as you mentioned, work on the process, which means that each step that will help me to achieve my goal, I'm trying to focus on the steps and focus on the learnings rather than the numbers or the results. Yeah, and I think it comes when you reach a certain point where you accept yourself. You accept that you, you cannot be perfect. You can't know everything. You cannot do everything in the right way. So just accepting yourself, it's the key actually to be able to accepting the process, accepting the fact that you will fail, accepting the fact that you will win and just enjoying the, the process. Yeah, I think acceptance is a huge topic. And when when we say acceptance, I would say that prior to acceptance, it's really important to have a self-awareness, first of all. So try to understand yourself, who you are, what, what are your values, what are your aspirations, what you like, what, what you dislike, how do you find yourself? This is really key because once you are aware of yourself, 
you can have like a direction. And to be aware of yourself and think it's important to take actions. Take mm. actions and get out of this comfort zone to be able to know more about yourself. Put yourself in a certain situations where, okay, you will discover if you like certain things, if you don't like certain things. Yeah, I agree with you. I think take action will help you to uh, get this awareness about yourself. Yeah. And once you have this awareness, I think you can start your self-acceptance journey. Exactly. So I want to take a moment to express my thanks to my my sister, Susara. Thank you. Shukran. Thanks for being uh, my guest today. It's been an incredible experience having you on the show and sharing your insights with the listeners. As I mentioned, you're a true source of uh, inspiration for me and I learn from you um, each day. And it's not because you are older. <laughs> you really have a problem. Uh, you don't uh, accept this. <laughs> no. So this is the thing I'm not accepting. I also want to thank our listeners. I want to express my gratitude, your support and your engagement uh, mean the world to us. If you enjoyed this uh, episode, please consider subscribing, uh, leaving a review or sharing this episode with your friends, family. I also have a small request. So as I mentioned during previous episodes, if you are an Arab woman and you want to share your own story, your challenges, your success through our platform, you can DM me on the podcast Instagram page It's called she.is.n.control. Looking forward to meeting you next Sunday to share with you another inspiring story, which I hope you will like. See you next week.